Hello. Hello. <laughs> Who's first? I have no idea. Welcome to Salem Podcast. <laughs> we are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Sarah Black. And I'm Jeffrey Lilly. And today we're going to give you our little review of Hocus Pocus 2. How are you? I was going to say, if we sound a little... Hoarse, tired, drained. Withdrawn. It's because we just came off our first weekend of October. Happy Halloween. Woo. I still have energy. I'm... Uh-huh. I have bottomless energy. Yes, you do. This is a long weekend for Unless both of us. Unless it's like 9 a.m. and then I have none. But we have had uh, a, a wonderful weekend. Uh, September 30th is what uh, was the release of Hocus Pocus 2. That's been all a chatter. There was a, a D23 event here on Saturday, which unfortunately we couldn't go to because we were... At the Vampire Ball. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Might I just... And you saw my face. I think you have pictures and videos. Hold on. Have you... <laughs> I have not seen them. I don't want to see them. Oh, no, no, no. I think you brought it up, so I'm going to show you this. I have only gone to salons. You know this. Yes. And just a reminder, Vamp Fangs does... Their salons are kind of like modeled off of those French salons that people went to during the Victorian era. It's just a gathering, right? It's kind of small. It, not intimate, intimate, but... But it's intimate. Casual. Casual, but like... High-end. Yeah, high-end casual. Classy and casual. In all black. Here, are, you, are you ready for this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I got that picture of you. <laughs> I can't believe that's the face that those poor people on stage had to look at the whole time. Oh, was, my God. It was just for the sword swallower, to be fair. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> So might I just say, I've only gone to salons before, and that was one of the most incredible nights I've ever experienced. I don't know if I want to say of my life, because I feel like I've I've had more monumental things happen mm-hmm. to me, but like, oh my goodness. I almost had tears in my eyes at multiple points, just because it was, it was like an immersive experience. They took over... The entire Hawthorne Hotel, there was multiple places to dance, multiple live performances. We were lucky enough to have VIV Diamond tickets. So because of that, we were able to kind of gain access to more of the the behind the scenes stuff and the uh, upstairs stuff. So we got a absinthe bar and a charcuterie table. I, I was going to say, you can't even call it a board because it was a freaking like nine foot table mm-hmm. full of charcuterie, a caviar, caviar buffet, caviar buffet. What? It was pretty cool. It was insane. Yeah. And then like being in the main ballroom, I've never gone to an event. Actually, I went to Witch City Kitty okay. when they brought all the cat yeah, vendors yeah. in a couple Sundays ago. But of course, that's a totally different, different vibe. Different vibe. Different vibe. But this, I felt like I was at a music festival. Yeah. Like that's what it, oh my God. It so was, ah. It's a great time. The second one, uh, last year I was the uh, the MC for the the event. I can't, no, now seeing it, yeah. I don't even know how you did that. Like that was way more than I expected. It was a lot. And so I was on stage introducing acts and doing all these, and I had to be upstairs for introducing people and downstairs and all these other things. And don't get me wrong. It was so cool. 
and so privileged uh, to, to be asked to do that. However, uh, this year, I just got to hang out. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have to be on stage. I don't have to do this. I don't know. And I was like, this is this is fun. This is I, I got to like, I don't think I actually let my hair down. But I got to let my hair down. A you let your hair. You you let your hair down at the the, uh, the lingerie tea party the that, night before. <laughs> that I did. That <laughs> I did. Oh uh, yeah. And so there was a salon the night before. So we were dancing ourselves stupid and drinking and having a phenomenal time. And then we went home and slept and woke up and gave tours and then went to the ball. <laughs> yeah. So I gave two tours before the ball. I got ready in about the span of an hour mm-hmm. and. Everything worked out pretty okay. Yeah, I How- think I did three. I did 11, one, and three. And then today I did the same thing. Today was my first three tour day of the season. Yeah. And oh boy, are my feet killing me. So you, you, had, you had a cute shoes on, so it, 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 that's good. It's my Victorian vintage ones. They, yeah. um, they're not conducive to... Uh, Dancing the night away? They look good, though. They did? <laughs> It was a lot of there, fun. There were some good-looking people there. Oh, my gosh. My goodness. And the live performances. Holy crap. I don't know if I can share that picture uh, with our listeners. A lot of people, I, I Creative <laughs> Collection has been sharing them. Vamp Fangs has been no, sharing No, no, no. I mean the picture of my face. Oh, of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. I, I, I think it really shows um, the shock and awe of what that woman was doing on stage. Okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> To be fair, I, I could just do it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Feeling cheeky one day. Just be like, oh, look. Happy birthday, Sarah. <laughs> it's a couple weeks. I know. Exactly. That's the joke. You you at 30. 29. Sorry. Excuse, did you think I was turning 30? I I, you're 10 years younger than me. Dude. So I, I just clocked Nothing wrong with being 30, guys. Nothing wrong with being 30. You just got another 30. year before you suffer. Oh. Sorry, I just I know you're like ten years younger, and so I just clock it as that immediate exact ten, and not like ten and four months or whatever it is. Yeah, Jeffrey's turning forty. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know what I might do for my fortieth birthday? Go to the L.A. Vampire Ball. <laughs> Go to the L.A. Vampire Ball. <laughs> After experiencing the one here, I am I can I think I could say I'm addicted, and I am definitely gonna go to another one. Definitely gonna go to Salem again. But now I kind of want to venture out and mm-hmm. see a New Orleans would well, be New Orleans in, on the thirtieth. Well, not this one. I could definitely can't go to this one. But any are they always always? You have to plan ahead. Mm, I don't know if I could ever do that, but. One of these days, I will get out to another vampire ball because that was just absolutely incredible. So again, thank you to Ben and Lex at Vamp Fangs. You guys throw one hell of a party. And thank you to Father Sebastian for bringing us this gift of endless night. The Imperio of endless night. It's wonderful. Thank you both. Wait, both. Thank, how do you say three? Three. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. And to all, a A good good night. night. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. We're both so tired. And to all, a good morning, because the night is endless. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry, stop looking at me like that. So, on to what we're actually going to be talking about. Wait, do we have anything else? Tours are good. People are good. Crowds are huge. It's a ridiculous Salem parking, fine parking. That's all I got. Thank you to everyone who has 
come and taken tours with us. It is so exciting to meet you. Getting to chat with you in person is really an incredible experience. So thank you so much for taking the time to to hang out with us for a bit in Salem. We really appreciate all of you. Uh-huh. Merch link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you hear? Hold on. Shoot. Was it a message? Was it an email? Mm. Mm. It's been long. So sorry, first off, if, if you've sent us an email or a message and we haven't gotten back to you or, or, or we've forgotten, uh, sorry, we will. Um, I got an email, I think. Oh, my God. Jeff is the one that checks the emails. This is your job. I really a- hope it's not important. No, 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 no. Well, it is. There, it, uh, I believe I'm going to screw this up. My apologies. I totally forgot. I had notes. It's it's October. Um, someone wore, got a Tunnel Hunter shirt, <gasps> came to Salem, <gasps> but they'd already pre-booked things. So I think they took the trolley tour. Okay. And, hey, hey, I freaking love right, the trolley. And, and so I think they were wearing it on the trolley. Oh my god! And 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 I think there's something else. Like it, maybe they overheard like a, a tunnel. Someone telling someone oh, about the tunnels shoot. or something like that. I can't remember, but I read it. I was like, ha, I can't wait to talk about this. So thank you. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, I'll just really really quick. Quick. I had a couple on tour last night. They had just gotten engaged. Oh. At the Pickering Lighthouse. Very cool. Right? Isn't that so amazing? I like it. I, I love it. it. At night or during the day? During the day. Okay. And then they came and took the tour. I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean to rain on your parade, but like shit's going to get really intense on this tour and kind of sad. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to like bring down the vibes. And they're like, oh my God, no, we're so excited. We listened to the podcast. And I was like, okay, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> So that was cool. And then the same thing with bachelorette parties. Like, I feel like you like to party with the bachelorette parties. I, I had two on the same tour the other night. Oh, I'm sure that was fun. It was fantastic. I always like preface mine with like, okay, I'm sorry, guys. Like, this is going to be the moment where we go dark. And these girls were all about it. They're like, bring on the death. I want more. To be fair. So on my night tour, I, it's not. The trials. There was a little bit about the trials, but it's more all the other dark history uh-huh. as it's a dark history tour. But every time I'm like, okay, next stop is murder. Everyone's like, yay, murder. <laughs> I'm like, like every night, every time they're like all excited about the murder. But like, hey, that's what's popular. It's true crime, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hocus Pocus 2. It's all just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. So Hocus Pocus 2 premiered on uh, Disney Plus on September 30th. Obviously, I'm sure all of you know all about it. It's been all a buzz. There's been premieres. There's been trailers. It's all over the place. If you like Salem, you know about Hocus Pocus 1 and now Hocus Pocus 2, uh, which was directed by Anne Fletcher and, of course, stars the original cast of the three Sanderson sisters. Um, and we've got a new cast of characters and a new story, and we're going to pick it apart and tell you what you think. But- Wait, tell you what we think. Oh, but hold on. Spoilers. If you have not seen this. We're obviously going to talk about things that happen in the film. So this is a review of the film. Let's cut this off and go watch the film, shall we? Yes. Now, we're not going to do a total in-depth dive, like no. peel apart. Just kind of giving our casual perspective on it as uh, tired tour guides in Salem. Mm. 
So I think originally we had said in one of our earlier pop culture episodes that we were going to do like a, uh, not a live, but like a recorded watch mm-hmm. through of the movie. But like our, our um, initial reactions, I'm sorry to say that both of us caved, which no <laughs> surprise, both of us watched it. You- the you, morning of yesterday was it? It was last. It was at the ball, right? Yeah, I was drunk. And you were I like, admitted- "I'm sorry, I watched it." I was like, "So did I." <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, because originally the plan was to have this crazy weekend, super full, be exhausted, and then come back and watch the movie for the first time, or at least it would have been my first time. You went and saw it at the Commons, yes, yes. and I'm sure you would have probably stayed for the whole time. Hey. If you hadn't seen so it, it yet. it was really cool. It was fun. So I got there a little late. So I missed the opening showing at the Common. Um, Doug Jones was there. What? Uh, Doug yeah. Jones was there? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You didn't say that. Sorry. I Are thought, you? Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. He was at the thing last night, too. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. But I missed that because my tour ran a little late and I just couldn't get down there in time. Um and then it, it's cold. For what, it's cold this weekend. Yeah, it's not usually this cold. And I was like, man, I've already seen it. So I hung out. I watched it for like half an hour, and then I, I I came home. I guess before we jump into the movie, we should probably tell them what's been going on in downtown Salem for Disney madness. Because I mean, like the D twenty three crew was all up in here for the celebration. So while we were at the Vampire Ball, yeah, they had the Black Flame. Candle ball. No. At Black. Was that what was that was? Yeah, I think so. Black flame candle ball? Sure. I think at so. Hamilton Hall. Right. Yeah. So folks were in costume. There was a performance of the Sanderson sisters. In a, drag. In drag. I saw a quick little clip. They did not I put a spell on you, but the new the new song that right. is sung in the new uh movie, one way or another. So that's impressive because they had to do that. I 24 hours yeah they had to coordinate the whole thing yeah yeah real impressive maybe they'll make that an annual thing i could do with a black flame ball every year heck yeah kind of fun can you imagine i was hoping to see so many more sets of sanderson sisters Mm. this weekend i'll be honest if you oh did you see no okay we got to focus we got to focus and then after the ball that they had on saturday night tonight we're recording on sunday is when they did the showing in the commons. Yep. So it was a public showing. Which obviously isn't happening anywhere. Yep. Uh, they had to jump through uh, several hoops to get all of that sorted and done. So shout out to the Creative Collective and John Andrews specifically uh, for getting all of that organized, getting the commons sorted, getting uh, the, the screen rented, getting the actual film from Disney. I, I, I get, or I guess it's not Disney, it's from Disney Plus. I guess they're a little different, but it's like under lock and key. And he had, like, he could only show it like this one time. And so all the chips fell into place and he managed to, to get that accomplished. So um, I'm going to very briefly on IMDb read the premise of the movie. Okay. Three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wrecking havoc on the world. The world may have been free of Winifred, Mary, and Sarah and the fear they invoke in all of us, but what happens when you mess with magic? It messes back. Dun-dun-dun. Very cool. So, uh, first off, uh, why don't we get this out of the way? Three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day. 
Lincoln, Rhode Island. And some reshoots in New York. And some reshoots in New York. But yes, it was not, it was not Salem. It was not, none of it was filmed in Salem. Which I am disappointed, but I understood that this was going to be something new. I feel like they had to carve out something new. They brought back the sisters. They brought back a lot of the original elements. I felt a great deal of nostalgia watching the movie. And not just because the main actresses, but just the feel. But unfortunately, all I wanted, and I think we should throw in some of our hopes at the beginning here, all I wanted to see was for a crew to come up for a freaking day and just do a quick drive-by of the Ropes Mansion, Allison's house, the, the Denison house down at Ocean Avenue, anywhere, the school, the common, anything. If they were walking in the common, like that would have been incredible. Just, just one. Just a little something. Something. Give me one, one little Easter egg. And I do appreciate, and we'll talk about this, how they brought in some of the local Salem businesses. But at the same time, it just, of course we live here, right? To us, it's not Salem. I hope that like people outside of Salem, to them, it has the same feel. I there were te- several times where they were just sort of wandering around in places, and I was like, okay, that that could be Salem, like a hundred percent. That's just a house. It it has that New England feel, right? Right. And I was like, yeah, that could definitely be Salem. But the whole big party thing on the common or on the the we have things similar to that. Yeah, uh, it, it could be Salem. It's not quite like that, but it it, it could be uh, the school. I appre- that was that was more that gave me like California vibes. Yeah, <laughs> like that was interesting, or like uh, university vibes. I think uh, the the big thing that I appreciated the most was the uh, old Salem. So I guess what would be Salem Village. Uh, so when the movie opens, we get to see all these uh, pre or colonial style buildings in a small village area, which is very similar to what it would have looked like here. And I don't think we've really ever gotten a really good historical look at that. And, uh, from a historical point of view, I was like, Oh, that looks really, that's what Salem would have looked like. Right. Um, we did get a little, a small flyover at the beginning of the first movie, mm -hmm. but of course it's very, it's, it's, minuscule compared to several scenes that we get in this one where you're actually back in time with the young Sanderson sisters and you see the interactions in town, several buildings, one of which looked incredibly like the witch house. So incredibly, yeah, they made a witch house replica in there. That was, that was cool. My favorite part about that opening though, they used the original opening soundtrack. Mm -hmm. It was exactly the same. And I was like, screaming and yelling the whole way through <laughs> i was so excited i was so excited that was it was fun and i i think like i said i i really appreciate that from a historical point of view but so what would you just like rate it do you want to just how do how well, do wanna... before we rate okay any expectations you had going into this no um i didn't want to get my hopes up right like it could have been fantastic could have been horrible we we've seen both sides of the coin um what was I expecting? I don't know. And like at the end of the day, Hocus Pocus one isn't some Oscar winning masterpiece, right? It's a cult classic. Uh-huh. So it's it's not that great of a 
of a film, but it's still fun and we've grown up with it and we enjoy it and, and there's jokes and, you know, oh, the children and, and Thackeray and it's like, it's, it's, it's all like in there. So now we have to get something fresh and new that we have no connection to and are supposed to love it just as much as we love this 30 year old movie. They had a heart. They had a steep hill to climb. Yeah. You have to hit the nostalgia, right? Make sure you bring in those, those original elements, please the fans. Cause yeah. I think I saw an interview. I was watching a lot of the content that was coming out from the premiere party and I forgot who one of the sisters, one of the actresses said, you know, this is because of the fans. Like y'all made this happen. Right. This would not have happened unless, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you guys pushing for it that really, you know, sparked Disney's interest in doing a sequel and really pushed, pushed it through. And what a line to walk. Like you are, you're pleasing a lot you're trying to please a lot of people but also you want to appeal to the younger generation and hopefully you create that same connection with them that you did with us which is very years difficult ago. because what kids are into now and how they digest media is very different than we did right so i you also have to look at this as like i'm not gonna love all of it because it's also directed 10 year olds and where is how do we reconcile that and I think they and did like the ten year olds now are different than ten yeah. year olds when we were ten. When 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 I was ten, you were. Well, obviously, yeah, and and <laughs> no, seriously though, but you and I have a different perspective yeah, when yeah. it comes to hocus pocus because of when we grew up. And for me, it is like ingrained in my DNA at this point. So no matter what they would have put on that screen, unless they just completely just crashed and burned. It was going to be really hard for me to not like this movie. Whereas I think you, you had a different perspective on it. I'm so. also more critical. You are a very critical person. <laughs> <laughs> you are. So well, what do you, what do you, what do you give it? And do stars, numbers, ratings, cauldrons. How many witch hats? <laughs> out of 13. Out of 13. Oh, I like that. How many witch hats out of 13? Yes. I think I'd give it 11. 11? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 11 out of 13 witch hats. Okay. What about you? Be honest. It's tough. Um, maybe eight. I thought you were going to go six. I was thinking seven. Okay. But. But you th- gave eight. Th- there were. I've, I've got a list of issues here. You have uh, a. You came to. <laughs> Um, I saw you writing things down. You're like, it's it's stuff I don't want to forget. Yeah, and it's just a list of issues. <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was many. I, I laughed a lot. The the I love the Sanderson sisters. I thought they were fantastic. The, the their jokes, the way they they treated Sarah was phenomenal. A lot of people said like Sarah Jessica Parker almost didn't, but almost stole the show from I, Bette yeah, Midler. Yeah, which I was like. Dang, what did they? Yeah. But I, well enjoy. done. So they were all so good, so true to their original characters, uh, so fun and, and new. My God, that, that scene in, in the Walgreens was dying. I loved that. So do you know, do you know that there was a deleted scene of a supermarket in the first 
movie? No. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know too, too much about this. Picked it up from the Black Flame Society podcast. So shout out again to them. Apparently, there was a scene in the first movie where they went into like a gas station, a gas station, supermarket, grocery store, one of those things. And they are just taken aback and they don't know what to do. But it got cut from the original movie. I wonder if we can dig that up somewhere. I think people have like tried. Okay. If, I think if it was out there, then it would, it would it'd be, be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what is out there is like scripts. Like you can find scripts from the deleted scenes. Okay. So I think this was a nod. To that? To that. I thought it was so fun. Hilarious. It was so clever. They walk up the building and, oh, it's glow. Then they don't get it. It's the it, apothecary. It, it's Bring glow. us to your apothecary. Right? And it's like, oh, lotions, like potion. You know, like <laughs> lotion, potion. And then the, the fluorescent lights, she's like, that's what fluorescent will give you. When, like, when he tries. To, do I know her? To when they, they just getting in through the door. The doors. They think that. So the like. The door's just open for them. Before that even, the girls telling them, oh, no. We're not children. We're not teenagers. Yeah. We're 40. They're like, oh, a great physician you must have. And and the souls the children are done in there, they're already pre-mixed into the... The potions. And- Best line of the whole movie, and I freaking love this so much, when they're like, no, we worship you. We worship you. And Bette Midler goes, oh, Dalthos worship us. <laughs> Dalthos worship I can't say it. No, I know. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. It was so good. Idol, idol that she's like, that's my favorite word. So good. And they're drinking the lotion and eating the face mask because of the skin of a oh, child. So it good. was so good. So clever. So much fun. So there, there are really points like that, that I, I, I genuinely liked and I genuinely really, really enjoyed. Uh, but there were some glaring pot, potholes, plot holes that I just, I just can't. They just bug the shit out of me. Do you care to share? Sure. I have okay. a list. Okay. Okay. Might I say, and yes. I, I do know, like, I, I'm assuming I know a couple of the plot holes that are coming this way. I'll just say that I, I respect the fact that there's 30 years between these two. So I, I wasn't surprised that they took some liberties. So my problem in, in this scenario is that, hmm, how do I? I'm okay if you leave something out, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, what happened? No, that's not right because one of these is, is a complaint about that. Um, okay, so the book in the first one is given to them by the devil himself. Uh-huh. In this one, it's clearly given to them by this other witch. You you didn't have to do that. So you you could have had that other from the devil or, or the, have the devil there or have her summon the devil. Right. There, there's a hundred ways. Or, um, sorry to bring up Black Flame Candle no, no, podcast because yeah. like I've just been really, they've They're been great. my like hocus yeah, yeah. pocus to yeah, yeah. fanatics. They, they did a speculation episode and she's like, well, maybe this is the devil. Go for it. I would have loved and the to see a a woman devil like yeah. that would have been so she's all cool. in red blonde hair she doesn't it, have to just be a witch no she could be and I, I i'd or hey hey now though let's take a moment though in that first movie how do we know that it's given to her by the devil himself allison says it she says it inside the store and it almost is being said as like a legend so Hey then, there. But then 
you you can you can retcon that as well. You can turn around and have one of the witches be like, everyone always thought it was the devil who gave me the book, but it was another witch. Yeah. Like you can do that. And the, and again, I don't know what end up on the cutting room floor. There's only so much room, but it's like a little thing like that that you're like, right? If way- the if the original writers or creators are involved, like why would they why would they mess yeah. that up? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Oh, fair. And I I loved speaking of that that old witch. I I loved her character. She looked wonderful. Uh, she was fantastic. I love that she came and was like, "You have powers. Here's the book, etc." But then she's also in the very last scene. Is she? The the as the movie's ending, the Oriole or the the bird flies over. So she's been around the whole time. She has been immortal for three hundred and fifty years, and yet she does not step in to help. Does That's it have to be the same bird? I think that was the point. Okay. I um, only I only noticed the the is she in the scene with the candle? No, no, no. At the very end. As the movie ends, there's like an or there's the same bird that like flies over. Did you watch the end credit scene? No, I know what you're talking about. Why didn't you watch it? I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was a thing, and I was gonna watch it like another point, and and now we're sitting here. It's not like. Do you want me to tell you what's in it? It's just the, it's the podcast. It's them talking, right? There's a box that's labeled. Oh no no okay I missed there's that. There's a there's a box that's labeled. BK or BF candle number two. So it's like kind of alluding to the fact that there is still yet another candle. So maybe these witches are just immortal and forever and just keep coming back. That's one of my issues is like where they, they were dead. They were killed. They were, they were, they were dusted in the first movie, right? Where did they come from? Where did they, they were they were gone. They were dead. They're, they're, and now all of a sudden, this one they're just back from where? How, how? Well, I think that's why they went to such lengths to introduce Gilbert and like worked him into the story, which he was such a interesting character because so like likable and Gilbert. oh my god. Okay, before you give me your issues, <laughs> hold on. I feel like that someone had to be orchestrating mm-hmm. the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he was. The one behind it. The whole, which I appreciate, I loved the backstory with him, how he saw them as a kid. So as a kid, seeing the Sanderson sisters, like I see that that impression. And it was so, I, I hate using this word, but it was very meta. Like there are very, there was a lot of meta moments mm-hmm. in this movie I, where I it was really reflective wish, of itself. Of, a little bit, sort of that his character had had been Thora Birch. Like, if you could have gotten her back to play a that, character. That would have been cool. Right? And, like, when, when he tells his origin story, he saw them that night, and I was like, oh, my God. Can you imagine if she'd come back to play that character? Like, and then she's this. But then it would have been too, I feel like it would have been know, too much that, that of the been first much. story. Yeah, yeah. The first story. That would have been too much. But, but, he, but he is the one that's like, I... You know, I, I, I was taught by book how to create this other candle so and I was this, trying to bring you back. Riddle me this. He, and I, I've only seen it once, so I might have screwed this bit up. So it, uh, he is taught how he, he finds the book after the Sanders, soon after the Sanderson sisters die. 
He is taught how to make the candle, and then the book goes to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Maybe book just only had a little bit of energy left. Right, right. Now, I'm, I'm okay with all of that. But then what is, so he makes the candle, and then what's the next step? Got to light the candle. Right. With a virgin. Right. Which I love. Hold on. You're, you're, there, there's a tiny little bit. Sorry. What? How old was he? He was a child. He could have just lit the fucking candle that no. day, the same day. He could have just come but out. But who knows when, did, did it show when he made it though? It, it, from what I, what it seemed, his book had just a little bit of energy and he teaches him and he's been holding on this candle for however long to find the, the person that he could, he could have just, when he made it, he could have just lit it that day. But I also feel like, <laughs> and keep in mind, both of us watched this during a very busy weekend. So I and think, only it, once. I think, and only once. So I feel like it deserves several rewatches yeah. and analysis here. But analyses. was analyses? Wasn't he selling multiple black flame candles to people, and then that one finally worked? No, no, no. He was he was selling them as 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 a as a as a. Right. As a But like did he give her a special one? Yes. Why? Cuz that was the black flame candle. Why did he give it to her though? Because they'd shown like interest. She they were like and as you remember she has the the stone. They're like got their little wicker circle. They're like these little practicing witches and he's like I know they're going to light it. They go out every year on their 16th birth or on their birthday out in the woods. Oh yeah, and that and he's the one that says it's on Here, the 16th birthday that you're yeah. a witch gets her powers. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's it. And obviously, and that's the only reason it works. Well, in theory, right? Maybe is. because she's powerful too. That may contribute. Okay, so your question. But in the uh, first movie, he just grabs a Zippo and lights it. <laughs> but that also had Winifred's spell behind it right before their execution. This one needed a little bit more oomph. So, and they got that fine. oomph from the real witch. Which is fine explain it just a little bit maybe maybe he could come back and say i made the candle myself but the maker of the candle cannot light the candle oh i like that i like that a lot right and so sometimes all these things just if just a tiny bit more just a tiny bit more and i would be very happy but my biggest problem how is she a witch? Where does she get her powers? Who is she descended from? Oh, How is she magic? Where yeah. is innate magic? Prior to this, magic comes from the book. You are a sorcerer. You have spells. You read the spells. That is what gives you the power. Now, all of a sudden, this child has all the power in the world, and she can just fight off three literally nearly immortal powerful witches who are going to, and she's just like, no, I got this. It's playing very much into that. Um, I was one of these kids when I was younger who desperately wanted to be a witch mm -hmm. in some capacity. You know, it's like the freaking Harry Potter we syndrome. All yeah. We all want it yeah. to fly off into the night. But I feel like that's what they're going for. She just one day magically comes into it. But it counters all the established storyline in the world that we have. I agree that there is no explanation. And it, Again, sometimes all these things, all I want is like a little bit of an explanation. And I feel like you didn't necessarily need it, if anything. It's like, oh my gosh, it's your 16th birthday. You're a witch. But who, what, how? If they just got rid of it, like 
they didn't really need it. I think part of what made the first one so quirky and campy and fun was the fact that they were trying to fight these supernatural beings with these powers. One can literally shoot electricity out of her hands with a thing of salt, you know? So I see your complaint Mm -hmm. there. It made it feel very new. Like, and I get that. They're trying to stay with the current vibe. So, but given what they've done, I will tell you something that I would like to see. Hocus Pocus 3 with the young witch and the old witch. Like the original one from, like, the, the bird that the we bird. talked about? Okay. The bird, the bird witch. The, the bird, bird witch <laughs> and the young new witch. Give, give me that movie. So Sanderson's sister's gone dusted. But there's there's still a world we've created. There's still lore. Give me another one with new. I, I, so I'm, you want like another Salem yeah, TV yeah, yeah, yeah. show, I, I'm, I'm, basically, or movie? Sorry, movie series. I, I just just a third one. Like wrap up those characters a little bit. You left a little open ended. I think they left it open ended intentionally. But it's Disney. Yeah, they 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 knew what they were doing. I've, I can I have one last and final complaint. Of course, this is fun. Okay, so the ending. I hated the ending. I feel like I read somewhere that they had to reshoot the ending because it did not get as much of a reaction that they wanted in like the pre pre screening. Okay. So they had to revise it. So okay. I'm wondering so, what that original one was. So my and and it is not. I thought the ending was actually done very well. I really I I, I liked how it was played out. I liked how it came together. I liked everything about it except for the fact that I don't like that trope. I don't like that storytelling mechanism of friendship is magic and a redemption arc after self-realization at the end. So might, might I ask what you would rather have seen? I, I'm not sure. So I think part of it, the, the we're more powerful together, like that's just... That's everything, right? Like that's Harry Potter. That's right. you know all these stories. It's like you can't do it alone. You need your friends. And there's this friend who's been on the out, and now you can only do it when the three of you have reconciled against the other three powerful women. That's and one of you is innately magic, and only when you hold hands can you save the world. And there is not a lot of like the idea is just friendship is wins at the end of the day, right? And, but you can do that in like a unique way. Yeah. You can do that in a way that is. New, literally hold hands, gain power is what. So that's what we saw, right? And then, in the the trope that we have of Winifred going after all the power in the world, and then losing that which she loves the most, and coming to a realization that she cares about something in the world, and then realizes that she's lost that which she cares about because she was chasing the thing that was destroying her. I just, I don't, and it's it's not. It's not this movie. It's the the trope across the board I don't like. And so seeing it again here, I'm just like, okay, that's that's how we're ending. The we are coming to destroy Salem and eat all the children is a woe is me. I lost what I loved. And now you're supposed to be like, oh, it's okay. You can go be with your sisters forever, you child-murdering sociopath. <laughs> okay. I just... And... I thought it was very well done. I, I, I like the But also it plays into the idea that we got their backstory too. That they started out as normal kids. Like so just I, and, and, and not only normal kids, but like 
ostracized kids. Winnie was about to have to marry someone. She didn't want to get married. Like just that whole idea. That they started with that and brought it full circle. So they opened up with that explanation and then closed that circle at the end by showing that she does actually care for them. She brought, they, they brought humanity into it. And personally, and I do, I, I can agree with you that the trope is overused mm-hmm. because as it was happening, I'll be honest, I was tuning it out a little bit just because mm-hmm. I knew I right. didn't have to watch to know what was happening, yes. you know, and you could kind of just peer in and out, but I still cried. Oh, <laughs> I cried like a freaking baby because a, I have a sister who I love dearly. So that just in itself speaks to me. Um, I think about, you know, we give tours on the trials and I think about Rebecca nurse and her two sisters, Mary Asti, who also died. And then being Sarah, Sarah Cloyce and being left the, alone. The one who lived. Right. And losing both her sisters. Like as much as this is a made up story, I feel like, the stories that are here in Salem and, and anywhere else. You can connect them and you can relate to them. And I think that's the point. And as someone who has grown up on Hocus Pocus and loved it dearly from day one, I connected so much with the characters and I was able to reconnect and to see that moment where they're all together. Oh, and God, that freaking final line where they're like, Oh no, they're not coming back. You're going to them. And Winnie's okay with it. She's okay to go. It was uh oh. Although I think the line that that really won it for me was when Mary Sanderson the, the last thing she says is I was what was I was always the favorite. Oh. <laughs> oh, so good. I was like, "What?" That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I also, I'll be honest, I didn't really like the power spell thing. Like the fact that they could like cast the spell that makes them more powerful. Obviously it drained the life force of her sisters. It just, meh. To me, it didn't have enough depth to it. Also, you knew that's what was going to happen like the whole movie. Like, in the beginning, she's like, oh, don't cast that spell. That's the one spell you can't use. And you're like, oh. What are they going to do now? They're going to cast that spell, and that's going to be it. So. A little predictable. Yeah. Which, I, again, and like we talked about a little while ago, it is both made for us and not made for us. Um, it is this intersection of fandom and, it, and I don't know, and, and it's only been out a few days. What do kids think of it? I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't know any really any kids. Like, do we have kids who are like, oh my gosh, I love this and my friends and they're going to start carrying crystals around and, you know, that they, they don't want to be the Sanderson. You know, I, I don't know. But again, the, the they had to appeal to a wide audience. So did you catch that moment where Winnie's flying by and the first Hocus Pocus is playing on the TV? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Did, did you, I loved it. So did you catch the scene? The mayor is standing in line to get his, his apple. Did you see the couple behind him? I don't. Maybe. 
Okay, hold on, hold on. Let, let's see if I can get this up for you real quick. He's he's waiting in line uh, to get the candy apple. Remember, he's like, oh, my God, these apples will change your life. It's the greatest thing in the world. No, I don't think so. What did you think of the boyfriend? I think that they were trying to, they were trying to create like a Steve character from um, Stranger Things. Like uh, kind of like a, okay. like kind of a douchey, you know, jockey guy. I appreciated the moment where he's like, oh, that when he learns what making fun of someone actually is. He's like, I don't do that. I just say that you're, you're this. And okay, here we go. Watch this. So he's getting a phone call. Is that? <gasps> oh my god, that's right? so great! Isn't that amazing? I so miss that. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Uh huh. Holy crap! All right, we're looking at it's during the uh, we're fifty four minutes in and uh, thirty six. We don't need to give them the seconds. 54 minutes and 36 seconds in, and the mayor is getting his candy apple, and he turns behind him. Is he asking to get a picture? No, no. So he's just gotten the phone call that his daughter's throwing a party, so he's asking them to hold his place in line. Okay. And it is the same costumes as Satan, the devil, from the first one, and his wife in pajamas and curlers oh my who they think is medusa in the first one. Oh my goodness this is great i totally miss this see yeah. i loved i did i appreciated even though they didn't send and i know there's there's got to be a lot of red tape to like filming in states like you have to go through and like filming in towns like i get it there's a lot of stuff you got to deal with i do wish they would have gotten some bit of this salem into it but nods to the first movie like this are amazing. Really, really great. And there was a lot of them. And you had the girls walking around as this, like kids in costume. Are you the Sanderson sisters? And so it was like it's real. And that's just like what happens here in Salem. I see them all the time. And it was, it, I appreciated that. It yeah. felt it felt like a bit of a mirror of what we lived through. Because then, in real life, these women are worshipped. The Sanderson sisters are worshipped. Yeah. Let's not ignore that in this world that you've created. Yeah, that's this might have been my favorite. I was like, what? I had to stop. I was like, no, did I just see what I think I saw? Yeah, yeah. So subtle. Also, yeah. by the way, did you recognize his name? The mayor? Last name is Trask. My guess a nod to Richard Trask and like the Trask family. You think? I would assume so. Maybe. And I think they used another um they used another big name in Paranorman as well. I can't remember oh, off okay. the top of my head. Maybe I'm crazy, but like it's a freaking it's not a common name. No. But if no. you were look if you were to look up Salem, Massachusetts historians or witch trials historians. There's Rich, not a lot. Yeah. Richard Trask is going to come up. I also appreciate how he played both the reverend and the mayor. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So he's a descendant, but it's the same actor. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But overall, I think I'll watch it again. Yeah, no, I, I will definitely watch it again. Uh, again, other than some of those just nitpicky things, which I'll, I'll nitpick the shit like... You should hear me bitch about Star Wars. Oh, I don't need to. My good God. 
Save that for November. <laughs> I like it. If I like something, I will rip it to shreds. I think one thing that I I wish I would have seen was a darker movie, and maybe that's too much to ask for. I feel like the first one it was a little scary for especially for young kids. Billy Butcherson was scary. Emily Binks dies at the first in the first yeah, scene. Like yeah, that's you, that's dark. That's not... And then her brother is turned into a cat for centuries, watches his family die, and then has to like live out his life trapped as a feline. Like that's that's dark to begin with. And then from the first one, when Max sacrifices himself for his sister and like being an old older sibling as a kid watching that, I was like, oh my God, this is my freaking responsibility. Like that's what I grew up with thinking like if I anything ever happens, I, uh, like I got to take one for the team here. I, I, I understand that. So it's just, I don't know. There, there were a lot of darker elements. And, and then like Billy Butcherson being like coming back and having his mouth sewn together. Well, and, we like, have a whole different, we have a whole different idea. So da, 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 things that we used to in, in media that we used to ingest did have a darker tone uh, on a, across the board. And even things that you're not even going to think like, Hey Arnold, right? Like yeah. Rugrats, like there's darker tones just across the board. And it was never very obvious, but it was just, that was just how these things were written. It was just different. It was just a little darker. Um, even if you look at like older classic movies, there's typically a villain. That villain represents an idea of evil, right? There's not always a story there, whether it's, you know, Scar is just evil. Jafar is just evil. Uh, you know, Maleficent is just evil. Um, however, today, a lot of the modern stories are overcoming adversity, uh, self-identification, um, uh, the power of friendship, right? And it it is a better teacher because, you know, that idea of evil, while there is evil prevalent in the world, you know, it's not just a black and white. There's a look inward. Find yourself. How can you be better to tackle and solve that problem? You know, like finding Nemo, right? You have to go on that trip. Even though you're not capable of that, you, you are accomplishing a goal and there are scary things in the way. That's today's modern story. You know, when, when we were younger, it's just good, bad. And so we see that thing reflected a lot of times, especially in something like Hocus Pocus, where you don't really notice it. But the Sanderson sisters are bad. They are evil. They killed a child off the bat, as you said. Yeah. And so... You just don't see it as much in this one. Yeah. Yeah. They kill no one. They get resurrected. I was going to say, if anything, they like... Winnie like sacrifices herself yeah, at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, you're right, but damn, I kind of wish we would have gotten, I kind of miss. Right? Right? Yeah. I miss, I'm with I you. miss it a little bit. I, I, I like the evil stuff. And as a kid, it was it was the perfect amount of scary. What was with the moon? The moon? The moon. What did you, I didn't notice the moon. You didn't notice the moon? No. I noticed the moon. You know, you know I love the moon. I, I find that thing. But no, I did not notice the moon. Not in this. What it's was like, going on? It's like a main character. The moon? Yeah. Every scene in the woods, there's a giant big ass full moon that is at this like the same point in the horizon the whole time. Yeah, it's just always there. There's just always a massive full moon. 
I did not notice. Yeah. I did like the dance scene and how they cursed everyone in the town. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm fast forwarding through the movie. We just got to watch this bit real quick. So we're just in the woods. See, there it is in the back. Oh, God. What is that? That's the moon. That See, that's why I didn't notice it. It doesn't look like a moon. <laughs> There's the moon. There's the moon. So even in the beginning when they're doing the... There you go. It's always there. Yeah. No. So even in the beginning when they're doing their spells in the woods, there's the moon. It's just like. It got brought into the set and it just stayed there. It just stayed. It just (laughs) like that. Hello, moon. Oh, they look so good. We're just looking at a freeze frame of them with the book. So great to see it all come together. It was fun. It was fun. There we go. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all in all. I was pleased, and I will, like I said, watch it again. And hopefully all of you out there enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney+. Plus. Go check it out. Have fun with the Sanderson sisters. If you've already seen it, you know. If you listen to this whole thing without watching, I don't know what's wrong with you, but <laughs> good on you. Uh, if you got to see it here in the comment, I hope you enjoyed it. If you went to the Black Flame Candle Ball, hope you enjoyed that. Uh... We got what? Hold on. Wait, you'll be listening to this. You'll be listening to this on the 4th. So that means it is 27 days till Halloween. Oh, that's our next countdown. Yes. I tell you what, it feels good to get the vampire ball out of the way. I feel like I'm going to ride this high for the rest of the month. And then we sleep on the 1st. Yup. Yes. Yes. For a long time. An eternal sleep with Ooh. the endless nights. You know what we will be doing tomorrow, though? Going to get ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. So if you are a local and you're in the area, go check out Far From the Tree. Their ectoplasm has Jalapeno dropped. Jalapeno pepper green cider. And kiwi. It's bright green. It's one of the best ciders they put out. Which means we'll be drinking ectoplasm for like every podcast that we do. for the ne- Like Far From the Tree sponsor us. Uh, we'll <laughs> be drinking ectoplasm like every podcast for the next couple months. I'm good with that. I love it. On that note. Thanks for listening. See you later.